All right, everybody, welcome to the Joey Manorino Show, episode number 19. Today, we have one of my favorite people. His name is J.R. Majewski. This is a man who ran for Congress against a 41-year incumbent. She was, I think, 39 years at the time or 40 years. She's been there longer than I've been alive. I think longer than J.R. has been alive, too. She's been there longer than anybody, just about, except for Biden. You know, Biden, he'll never leave. He's been there forever. You'll probably die in office at this point. I mean, honestly, Biden's already dead. The man's brain is gone. He's just sitting there. He's a, he's a corpse. I don't know what's running the country. Not that dead guy. In any case, and no, don't call me a conspiracy theorist. I know somebody is alive named Joe Biden, and he's technically the president. But, you know, the man's brain is just out to lunch. Anyway, we're going to get into this interview. J.R. broke an incredible story the other week of this lady running for Congress in Virginia's House of Delegates. She's going to run to be some some representative. She really should be running for, you know, Pornhub president or something because she was a chat model and recorded plenty of porn with her husband. The entire media came out to defend her. And they say, oh, yeah, we want more porn models in the entire uh, Congress. I don't think so. I don't think so. So we're going to get into all that. But before we do, I want to draw your attention to one of our great sponsors, Vanish. These are gun holsters that are going to change your life. Go right now, vnsh.com forward slash Joey. It's right underneath this video. These holsters are some of the most comfortable you're ever going to use. They fit almost all the semi-automatic pistols that you're going to have. 99% of them, they say. Go to the website, vnsh.com forward slash Joey, and see if it fits your gun. And if it does, make sure you get it. With that being said, let's get into this interview. All right, everybody. And today on the Joey Manorino show, we have one of the greatest people that I know. He ran for Congress and he did a great job in Ohio's ninth district last time. J.R. Majewski from Ohio, one of my favorite people. Welcome to the show. Thanks, Joey. I'm glad you got a show, man. And I'm glad to be here. I'm glad you're here. We've been meaning to talk for a while. And uh, actually, last week, your account kind of blew up and everybody saw quite a bit of stuff going on. And I don't know how you came around this person and saw what was going on over there, but this lady from Virginia, she's running for the House of Delegates, and she brought a new meaning to, uh, you know, politics. Let's just say pay that. Tell the story a little bit about this pay-to-play. Yeah, pay-to-play, that's for sure. She was playing quite a bit. Tell everyone, we talked about it already, but you're the guy who kind of brought it to the mainstream. Let's know what happened here. Yeah, so um, a friend of mine that will go un unnamed is... Um... Uh, I would say a, a MAGA um, political pundit that we all know. Um, mm -hmm. He uh, sent me the video of of this lady, uh, I believe it was really early in the morning. And he said, uh, JR, I just saw this. Can you believe what they're, you know, what the Democrats are trying to do with this lady, considering <laughs> yeah. what they did to you last cycle? He's yeah. like, it's unbelievable. He said, uh, you should share this. And I, yeah. and I said, well, you know, <laughs> It's not really like that's not kind of my thing, you know what I mean? Like, but the more I thought about it, 
the more it made sense. So I just went and clipped that, you know, uh, picture of her website over. Um, Cause I was thinking to myself, like, I don't want to share it because it's nudity, but the reality of it is, is it wasn't nudity. No, it wasn't it was, nudity. It at was all. inferred nudity. Right. Right. So to be safe, I clipped their website and I, you know, I, I matched it up to their, her butt crack. And yes. Yeah. You know, I just uh, ran. I mean, that's the only video I had. It was that length. I didn't have anything else. Yeah. And um, I posted it and unbeknownst to me, it w- it went viral. Um, it went extremely I, I think viral. The, I, I think the Washington Post may have, they may have broke the story, um, to yes. be honest. But I think I might have been the first one with a video. Um, I think you were because I but, saw it from you. And this woman's name, Susanna Gibson, right? That yeah. That's what she's calling herself now. And she's running. She was running a regular campaign as a, you know, Democrat, very pro-abortion, pro-alder craziness. And then we find out, and uh, she's actually some kind of nude chatterbait. I don't even know. It's like an OnlyFans live sort of thing, modeling. Yeah. I don't even. I don't know because I don't, and neither do you. Travel in this world, but this is what they're running for Congress. Basically, when you see the way they covered this, Politico said, "Why, why can't we run a sexual?" Uh, porn model for Congress. What's the big deal? And then they painted her as the victim in this situation, saying that you and others were engaged in like revenge porn, which how is it revenge porn when you put it out to the entire world? Right. I mean, I, I in, in my argument, because um, I had some political outlets, co- you know, contact me and, you know, my, my, my rebuttal to that was, I mean, what did I have to get revenge for? I mean, there was no malice intended. This was a video that was sent to me. And from what I understand, it was published on a public forum. And in sure fact, was. it was, um, I think if you, if I was, if I didn't clip the video, the way I clipped it, you would have seen the the logo from the website, which shown that she was live streaming it with so, her I mean, husband, with her. I husband. had, I had absolutely zero intentions of, uh, revenge porn i don't i don't know the lady but i mean she's not your opponent and and it's fair game it's free it's free and open to the world right right. so i mean and all is fair in politics even outright lies as you know very well i mean you ran i mean we should tell this story you ran in the primary in 2022 it was a contentious primary i remember what they did to you they were trying to knock you all kinds of ways and you won that primary pretty handily and then you got to the general against Marcy Captor, And I'll let you sort of explain what she did to you. It was one of the dirtiest tricks, I think, in the entire 2022 election. And the worst part is the Democrats did it. We know they're going to do that, right? But the Republicans went right along and played into their hand and handed Marcy Captor the election happily. They happily handed her the election. Maybe just give the audience a little bit of an idea if they haven't heard the story what exactly took place there? So I was running against Marcy Kampner, as you said. Um, she's the longest standing member of Congress in the history of Congress. Um, she's now in her 41st year. And, um, you know, as you, as you mentioned, I, I won a very contested primary uh, pretty easily against two elected officials. And um, I wasn't the establishment's choice, so they fought me tooth and nail um, once I won the primary. And um, going into... Um, late September, early October, uh, I was tied with her in the polls. And up to that point, she had spent nearly $6 million uh, attacking me. And I had spent zero because yeah. I was a smaller candidate and, you know, raising money the, the good old fashioned way. And, um, and if I may interject, I remember her ads. She was running as a Republican. 
just with a Democrat behind her name. She, I'm Marcy Kaptur and I support the police. I'm Marcy Kaptur and I'm the law and order candidate. It was, and they do this in every district. That's dishonest. It's disgusting. Mm -hmm. But she just took it to a whole new level. Well, then she got, I mean, she got pretty nasty. I mean, they were, they were attacking me the like two days after the primary. Yeah, I and, remember. Um, QAnon, was, they said. QAnon, and you're not even a QAnon guy. Right. She was superimposing photos of me um, mm -hmm. over the January 6th riot, yep. making it seem like I had actually participated in that. Um, but the reality is I, had a, I have a reputation in the district. The people know me, and um, she couldn't overcome that. Right. And so in September, we're, we're basically neck and neck. Um, and the Associated Press, there's a reporter by the name of Jim Laporta who's known to attack conservatives. He's a former Marine and um, he likes to do hit, hit jobs. And he launched a article about me claiming that I basically lied about my entire existence in the military. And um, some of the talking points that they, they stated was, you know, they, they took podcasts of me saying I was in Afghanistan and, and they said, you know, he wasn't there because his records say this, his records say that they went in the back and forth with the air force, the air force, you know, didn't tell them that I wasn't in Afghanistan. They just said, look, the guy's been out for 20 years. There's really no way. You don't for have the records, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. And, and so despite that, they still ran with the story because their intention was to smear me. Right. And um, after the, I ended up losing the election. And um, after the election, I kept pushing uh, members of Congress and uh, Matt Gates, Anna Paulina Luna and Corey Mills, a few other good conservatives. They, they kept up the fight and um, they found out that I was amongst 13 members of the Air Force that was paid that that illegally released my records to a Democratic opposition research firm. Which and, is unbelievable. Um, I mean, that that right there in itself is unbelievable yeah. that people do and, this. And I mean, it's just that should be so illegal. It. Of and course, getting away with it. I mean, they, they, you're not the only candidate that this happened to. There was the lady from Indianapolis, I believe. Yeah. They, they released their sexual assault records. Right. And there was Kathy Barnett from Pennsylvania. They said that she something was wrong with her DD-214 or something. And they tried to say that she was claiming stolen valor. I mean, yeah. this is Same not, thing and they do this every single time. Yeah. And the Democrats get away with it. Right. But, you know, what, what, what I found most disgusting about yours, and it was just McCarthy and his whole operation. They cut the funding. They And it made you look guilty even though yeah. you weren't guilty because the public would presume okay he mccarthy knows more than we know so him cutting the funding says okay the guy is really guilty right what what what, what was that like when you realized that like the party would rather it was the I think it was the number three pickup district out of all the pickup districts that they wanted that was the number three target and yeah. he just decided to throw it all out because you weren't the establishment guy what, what, what was that like it was infuriating, man. Yeah. Um, you know, I found out after the election that he cut a deal with with Captor. And, um, you know, if you uh, remember his fight for the gavel, I believe it was like round 11 or 12. There was one Democrat that stood up and said, I'm willing to cross the aisle and, and help Kevin McCarthy get the gavel. And that was Marcy Captor, yep. the lady I faced. Again, she's been in, she's been around for 41 years. She's yeah. never done that before. Why would she do that? Because she was scared shitless that she was going to be defeated. And she was willing to do any and everything that she could to keep her power. And in exchange for that, she was willing to negotiate with McCarthy. McCarthy couldn't get me to promise my vote. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, I, I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it for anyone. The only, the only person I would commit to supporting 
um, with with undying loyalty would be Trump because yeah. I know that Trump resonates with my district because he's the guy that got me running, right? Exactly. So so but hang I, on a second. Mm -hmm. McCarthy, when you first met him back after the primary, asked you to pledge your vote to him all the way back then? No, it was oh. um it was it was after it was before the military story, but after it was before the military story and before the uh funding was cut, uh he came to the wow. district to do a fundraiser. And um you know, it, it was uh he came here, he he talked with all the people, right? I took him to some businesses, got some press. I mean, it was it was a really good thing. Um, people that didn't like him actually thought, hey, maybe this is a good guy. Well, and, I remember uh, I was surprised when I saw you with him. And I I I know you gotta do what you gotta do, right? But McCarthy yeah. is just somebody who is awful, uniquely awful. And the fact that he's thinking all the way back then about him getting the gavel rather than can we win the house. He's more focused on, can I be the leader of the party? And I think we've seen that throughout his speakership. I mean, we're nine months in. It's been awful, man. It's been absolutely awful. I mean, look all at he's focused condition. on right now. I mean, um, I was talking to Matt Gates recently and I, and I told him, I said, look, you know, you're, you're fighting the good fight. You're fighting the fight that needs to be fought. Yeah. History is going to be on your side. Yeah. Right. And I said, man, I wish I could be there with you. And, yeah. um, you know, he said, I wish you were here too. And I said, well, here's what, you know, here's what you guys have to do. McCarthy hasn't gotten anything done for nine months because he's been too busy fundraising and recruiting candidates to run in primaries. Why? Yes. Because he doesn't want to face a, a, another fight for the speakership again. And no. he is willing to, you know, just use force, I guess you could say, and, and just wait it out. Like, that guy would have sat there for 50 rounds to, to get the speakership. Right, we we would still up. be sitting there at this point. He he was Absolutely. never going to step aside because I think it's not about the country for guys like McCarthy and pretty much for most of them up there. It's about their personal power. I mean, Marcy Kaptur, 100%, it's about her personal power. Anyone who yeah. can spend 41 years in that institution has to be sick, to be honest yeah. with you. But, yeah. you know. We're looking at a speaker's fight when he said, I'll give you single subject legislation. I'll give you a vote on term limits. I'll give you the appropriations bills, all, all 12. And now we're seeing right at this moment, he's not willing to do it. He wants to right. do a continuing resolution. JR, how do we change this? How do we get rid of this culture? Because every two years, people run and they say, I'm going to change it. They come in, they just become the exact swamp that they fought against. What do we do? What do we do? You know, it's ironic that you say this because, you know, my conversations with Tucker, I, I had a good conversation with Tucker and JD last night. And when, and when Tucker got on stage, he kind of referred back to the conversation we had had. And he said, you know, one of the reasons why I like JD Vance is because JD Vance got to Washington, DC, and he gets to be a guy that doesn't care what, you know, he doesn't care about the media. He doesn't yeah. want to be popular. He just wants to do what's right for his country, his family and his faith yeah. and the reason jd has that um you know he, he has that fortitude is because he's came from nothing right and the the halls he's always wanted to walk he when he got to those halls he found that you know they were they were shallow and void mm -hmm. and um you know he he resents the people that you know wouldn't when, you, when you're fighting to get there, there's a lot of people that want to keep you out. And then when you do get there, it's like, you know, why, why the hell am I here? And, and, yeah. and I have that, I have that same uh, type of history, right? I grew up in 
the worst neighborhood in this district in the center of Toledo, Ohio. My, you know, my parents weren't wealthy by any stretch of the imagination. My dad was a, a union worker at uh, the Jeep plant. And, you know, I was fortunate enough to, to have uh, a very strict mother and father that kept on me and joining the military and then working my way up and starting in the nuclear power industry in the union and then working up into, you know, management. Um, you know, that was a, that was a battle. And that was one of the youngest leaders in the nuclear power industry. And when I got there, I realized like, what the hell have I been doing? You mm -hmm. know, I've been, I've been running this corporate ladder and these guys don't want me here. Hmm. Um, you know, and, and I found the same thing in politics. It, it, it's always the, it's always the people that they go after, um, that, you know, they, they get, they get a level of insight and perception on, on certain people and they don't want them there because they know that they're going to start, they're going to start problems. And, the problems they don't want to see, but they're the problems that the American people are begging for. Yeah, and we, we need to know. solve them, but they can't solve them because then what are they going to fundraise on? What are you going to write a fundraising email about if it's all solved? That's, that's yeah. their idea. It's all about money. Yeah, it's very true. I, I, but I, I, I truly think, you know, the way, the way we get there, you know, um, we need to elect people that are not looking to go to Washington, DC for, uh, to be Instagram models. Right. Yeah. Um, we need people that are going to go to DC and fight. But I also think that, you know, um, we got to break the, the strong arming that's there with lobbyists and special interests. And, you know, I'm an, I've, I've advocated for this in the you know, recent few weeks and I kind of got smacked around for it because people are so passionate, but you know, we should be expanding Congress. We should be, you know, getting another really? three, 400 members. Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay. If you, if you read the Federalist papers, Madison said that, you know, Congress should grow, Mm -hmm. um, in, in direct correlation with population. And we haven't yeah. increased the size of Congress in years. Now, I and happen to completely agree with you, by the way. It's ridiculous that, I mean, some of these people are serving two, three million constituents serving, right. allegedly. But, you know, it's ridiculous because yeah. how can you get constituent services done when you have two million people and you're one with a staff office budget, the same as somebody who is representing a much smaller population? It doesn't Easy. make sense. With a bureaucracy, right? Yeah. And so- when we say let's defund the, D the Department of Education, let's defund all these other three-letter agencies, the only way we do that is take away the excuse from Congress that has allowed them to historically delegate their power. Right. And we, we, if we can increase the Congress by 400 members, and let's just say we get rid of just the EPA, that's mm -hmm. 15,000 jobs. So when you talk about, you know, one of the things people would say is, oh, you're, Jared, I thought you were for, for small government. Absolutely. This is a direct exchange. Um, to, to get these unaccountable bureaucrats the hell out of Washington, D.C. in our lives and yeah. bring back what our founding fathers intended, which is direct representation. So yeah, no, I completely agree with you. And that, that's a that's a tough take because I know people will hear that and be like, oh, my God, what do you mean? No, it makes yeah. total sense. You can't you can't. When's the last time you met I me? Mean, you met your Congress member because you almost unseated her. But <laughs> I mean, it, it, most people have never met and never will meet and never will have a chance to even correspond with them. They'll speak to some staffer on an automated email loop and never you're supposed to be able to technically walk right into their office and talk to them. Yeah. That's what well, it's and, about. And, and while the company, a company like Raytheon can pick up a phone and call them at any time of the day. No, right? They're winning better than anyone. It's, right. it's unbelievable. So one more thing before we wrap this up, the Ukraine, the Ukraine mm -hmm. funding and all that. So yesterday, the Pentagon announced that even if the government shuts down, the Ukraine funding will continue. It will be exempted from a shutdown 
and they refused to stop doing it. Zelensky was here. They handed him a $325 million bonus, basically, for his country, and he's asking for $24 billion more. So many Republicans support the Ukraine funding. So many. I mean, it's the actual, the majority of them. I think we have 42 that have become on the record saying no more. If you were in Congress right now, what would be the approach to the Ukraine funding? I would have absolutely, I, I would absolutely vote against it. I would have voted against it the entire time. Um, yeah. I think, I think we're being bamboozled, um, you know, by, by the Ukrainian government, by our own, you know, the, the uniparty. Um, Ironically, you wouldn't enough, have taken man, a trip over there. You wouldn't have taken. Oh, a hell trip no! There. I don't. I don't need to do that. <laughs> of course. Um, not. Ironically, the lady that I ran against last cycle, her only position of power ever has been the chair of the Ukrainian caucus, and um, he's the chair of the Ukrainian caucus. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. She's, she's Ukrainian um, on certain days of the week, and she's Polish other days of the week, and she's blue collar other days of the week. Yeah, yeah. blue collar millionaire. Yeah. So I mean, no, I I think we're being fleeced, and um, you know, I I I have said all along. Where's Europe in all of this? Why aren't they um, fitting footing the bill? I mean, we're getting stuck with this, and and uh, it's it would be one thing if if Ukraine was a member of NATO, right? We're funding a non-NATO ally to fight yeah. a NATO ally, and we've already been forewarned by Vladimir Putin that if we continue this, you know, he's going to take it as actions of hostility. We don't need that, right? No, of course you we know, don't need that. They, I think they want a hot war. I really think they want a war badly. They do. And you know, Americans, the United States of America, we're supposed to be the adult in the room, right? Yeah. And, um, you know, I don't have kids, unfortunately. You know, m my wife and I can't have children. But, you know, I remember my dad coming home and, uh, you know, my sister or siblings and I would be fighting, right? Dad doesn't walk in the door and say, JR, you're right. Punch her in the face. <laughs> he says, dad's home. Stop fighting. Yeah. Let's figure this out. That's what we need to be doing. We're not yeah. doing that. No, I right? mean, Hakeem Jeffries yesterday said the only way the war stops is when Ukraine gets back every inch, even Crimea. Even Crimea? It's been a decade since Obama gave Crimea to Putin. I mean, and remember, who it was Obama who did it. It was not Trump. <laughs> During Trump, not a single inch of Ukrainian territory went to Russia. That was a Bush thing. That was an Obama thing and a Biden thing. Right. Trump kept the peace. Right. So- all right, one last question. I don't know if you can sure. answer it. What are you thinking for 24? I know you were in it for a minute, but then there were health problems with your mom. What yeah. are you thinking for 24? Well, I'm getting a lot of uh, a lot of people want me to get back in. Um, yeah. I'm one of those people, by the way. <laughs> Thanks, brother. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm I'm making sure that I do it the right way, right? Yeah. Um, patriotism's a lonely game, as you well know, and um, you know, there's not many people that can go probably go through what I went through last cycle and, you know, be sitting in front of a webcam today. Right. Um, it was not easy to be accused of lies. It's one thing if you, if you lie, you slip up, you know, you take it on the, on the back and you're like, you know what, I can be a better person. Right. It's another thing to be lied about something so fundamental as your military career Because for, for veterans, that's the springboard for the rest of our lives. Right. And, um, I had a very influential position in the nuclear power industry. I had a very good job, very good job. And I sit here today having, you know, having not worked since the campaign. And I don't, you know, wow. I'm, you know, I don't know what the future holds for me um, from an employment. And, and, and since it's the media, you can't even sue, right? You can't really even sue for defamation that way. Right. They, they wow. make it, they make it extremely difficult.
Wow. And, you know, the statute of limitations for everything is today. Today is the day, last year, that they wrote the, the first article about me. So you get one so, year to sue. Yeah. Yeah. In the middle of a so, campaign, you're supposed to stop and sue these people. Unbelievable. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And, you know, again, it took me a year after the election to petition the Air Force to update my records. I just got my records updated. So I don't understand how I could have proved that I was, you know, it would have been one group against another group just back and forth. Right. Right. And that's um, another ridiculous thing, by the way. Yeah. Why would it take them a year with all the people they have? To, I mean, so much staff and they can't go in a computer. And this takes 20 minutes when they the same. I'm doing I just got married. We're doing an immigration. Uh, my wife is becoming an American green card holder. Yeah. I think I mean, citizenship is a long way. It's They said minimum uh, a year and a half. Really? Just look yeah. at the paperwork. But well, there's a I, backlog so crazy in all of our bureaucracy. What, what are these what are these people doing? There's hundreds of thousands of people sitting right. in these offices. What are we it's even worse when do? members of Congress don't want you to get your records fixed either because that proves mm. them wrong. Mm. So but that being said, you know, I, my district wants me to run. Um, yeah. you know, but the establishment has really came out hard. Um, one of the guys that I beat in the primary last cycle, um, I was at Bedminster couple months ago with president Trump watching the sound of freedom. He invited me there and within 24, 36 hours of me leaving McCarthy and the entire GOP leadership came in and, and endorsed the guy that I beat last cycle. Um, a guy that has absolutely no chance of beating Marcy captor, by the way, they're, they're endorsing. So there there's a, a definite front that I'd have to overcome. And so I'm making sure that when I do get back in, if I decide to do so, that I'm not going to be standing on the battlefield by myself like I was last time because right. I can take it. I can take it. I'm not scared of these people, but it hurts my family. And I don't want, you know, anybody that would go to Washington, D.C. and through that process destroy their family isn't the type of person you want to see in Washington. Very true. And I won't put my wife or my mother or, or any of my family through something. I And, and last cycle... I didn't, I mean, I thought about them, don't get me wrong, but not the way that I'm thinking about them now because they were in the fire with me and, right. um, you know, they came out, they came out a different person as well. So I just want to make sure I do it right. But I can tell you I'm a fighter and um, I'm inclined to get back in the race and kick ass and, and make these people pay because that's what good hearted, faithful Christian Americans do. 100%. One hundred percent. Well, Jr., thank you so much for coming on. You're a great guy. I hope you do get back in that race, and we'll Thanks, be in bro. touch. Yes, sir. Thank you, man. God bless you. And good All right. Luck. Thank you. Well, there you have it, everybody. That was Jr. Majewski. Now, maybe you see why he's one of my favorite people who ran last time. He's absolutely fabulous. This man understands how to get it done, and he's not afraid. I mean, he might be running for Congress again, and he sits there and talks about Kevin McCarthy exactly like Kevin McCarthy needs to be talked about. Most people are not willing to do that. They would give a very political answer. Well, I think the speaker's doing a fine job. Not JR. JR calls it like he sees it. Make sure that if you do not follow him, you go and follow him. He's an absolute great follow, and we need to know what he's doing next. He is one of the best. With that being said, we're not going to get this Congress fixed until at least 2025. We're stuck with what we got right now. And we're not, we're not really doing a hot job. I mean, you see what's happening. The economy is in the toilet. 
it's never been worse. I mean, things have never been worse. Your money is worthless. The United States dollar is tanking, tanking hard. You got to invest your money. You got to do something because right now, it's just not going to end well. It's not going to end well at all the way things are going. I use a company called GoldCo. You go to their website right now, goldco.com forward slash Joey. They will hook you up. They are a top-notch company. I'm using them. And right now, they've opened up a great offer for all the supporters of this show. If you use my link, which is right below, or you call the number, which is also right below, you're eligible for up to $10,000 in bonus silver. That's a good deal. That's a very good deal. So make sure you check them out. I really, really, really urge you to. Because I'm telling you, one day we're going to wake up. There's going to be nothing left. With that being said, thank you so much for watching. Hope you have a beautiful week. We'll be back here later in the week with another very special guest. Have a blessed day.